Hello and welcome to Indicast episode number 103. I'm your host Aditya and along with me I have Abhishek. Hello everybody and we also have a stray dog which is barking outside. It's 11.10 in the night so you might just have to bear with the the buffering yeah yeah i know i know doesn't matter doesn't matter let's let's get on with the first story that we have directly because we got to wrap try and wrap this up within half an hour okay let's see if we can do that uh, we usually keep rambling on uh, but um, biggest story in the past couple of weeks congress has won in a big way in maharashtra and arunachal pradesh and uh, haryana too but haryana was a bit closer fight out there but maharashtra and Hari, uh, arunachal pradesh they uh, they got majority winning Absolutely. 145 seats in in maharashtra i believe out of 1288 so right. they, they actually crossed that uh, majority ka 144 ka figure you know, in this i have to confess i have i think the reason why i'm not very good at politics and the number of seats is that i left out most of the chapters of civics that we were taught option middle like in school uh, which wasn't a good idea because i su- sometimes sound very stupid while talking to my colleagues who are like 25 years older uh-huh. elder to me and <laughs> i can talk about anything except politics uh. and they make me sound very foolish while they are discussing this thing over tea in the morning well doesn't matter lekin so basically this was this was the the state election okay So uh, MLAs, member of <laughs> member of legislative assembly. By the way, the biggest uh, elections ever because it happened in the largest democracy and some 714 million voters turned up. Exactly, but when you look at the percentages, it's not as flattering though, right? Mumbai Mumbai still saw about 48 percent voting even after post 2611 uh, and all those things. So we, Mumbai so, guys, Mumbai people just like to talk. most of the time but oh, overall there was very less uh, parking space people didn't turn up because of <laughs> yeah, that i know but i know reason, yeah. no so but if you if you look at the overall maharashtra figure it is that 60% voter uh, voters turned out yeah and see diwali is still going on out here <laughs> oh my god oh, yes. this is a big one panvel what are you celebrating in panvel i have no idea the, the local and by the way the local mla who won this time from congress lives right right behind my house oh and, and you're going to get some favors <laughs> so, i mean yeah i mean you know we used to play cricket and all with us so we know each other and all these things but suddenly he has become from from prashant thakur he has become prashant dada prashant, dada bole <laughs> to it's not bhai nahi it's like right. marathi mein bade bhaiya ko dada bolte so that way so uska teacher suddenly upar ho gaya and this guy i forgot to tell you in the last in the last podcast in the last episode that uh, rahul gandhi had visited uh, panvel to campaign for this guy yeah he normally visits uh, very poor villages and places so and the ones who which people don't relate to on the map yeah so, so i'm surprised that he visited panvel <laughs> i mean he came here primarily because uh, ever since independence it has been the communist party who has won in our region and this is the huh? first time ever that congress has won or any other party for that matter has won so it's a very big deal and his name has been coming in the people saying that now you know rahul gandhi is reaching out to these younger leaders because they are the future 
and he is having phone calls with rahul gandhi and and, and all mm-hmm. the so his thoda sa bhav bad gaya uska suddenly you know uh and you have got to give this guy one credit that he is i don't know how much he is traveling but at least the cameras are there wherever he is traveling so it at least seems to be that he is he's traveling quite a bit and maybe reaching out to a few more people than other leaders had done before right. one of the reasons is also that the other leader leaders are really very old to be traveling that much yeah exactly i know and the the other thing is that he knows that that since he knows that the cameras are following him he does his best to you know leverage that coverage uh, what he did after came to panvel was that while going from where his helicopter landed to did i mention this already Oh, no, no, you haven't. I'm interested now. The helicopter lands in Pokhara. Okay. That never, that did not happen. <laughs> no, that has happened quite often. Okay, that's not a big deal. But okay. so the helicopter lands on this big ground uh, on uh, in a college, and then you know, pura security and 20 car caravan. It's traveling this on this particular road, and suddenly the entire caravan stops. Rahul Gandhi gets off, goes into this one chupdi type sort kacha makan, and goes there and asks for water. Oh boy, this is Shahrukh Khan. This is Raj Aryan. <laughs> I mean, this is completely scripted, right? And he asks for water. He drinks it, and then it typical. And this is what I didn't see all this. Okay, this is all he was saying. And then, who typical? Is me steel ka glass me se pani. He took it in his hand and then splashed it on his face and then you know did all those things. Who? Uh-huh. Uska white sadra tha usse. Uh, he he wiped his face and all those. So all those antics happened. <laughs> And, and they would have shown this in slow motion on news channels yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know and then you know that this guy knows how to play people right yeah that's true. this is ye pura dikhawa hai so it was very interesting and then after uh, addressing the rally which the rally happened to be next to uh, 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 the municipal hospital so the opposition the oh. big deal about it saying ki tum municipal hospital and then there were stories ki ek bachcha a newborn baby lost his hearing and all those things oh my god <laughs> if it too it's really sad but uh, i don't know how they have time to find these things yeah and they would have said right to go find out something bad would have happened during those two hours when rahul gandhi gave the speech if not let's make something up that is plausible exactly. you know exactly. <laughs> remotely plausible let's just say it and people will pick it up but yeah. uh, and after the speech he jumped into the crowd you know he jumped over his bodyguards and started to uh, you know so all all those things happened and it was really his bodyguards his bodyguards must be wondering now this guy has to draw a line somewhere our jobs are on the stick i think i think he he be doing that i mean they they must know the drill by now yeah he's been visiting yeah. all these places so but anyways he came down he won and now rahul gandhi ka bhi thoda bad gaya hai because rahul gandhi came and campaigned this guy won so you know yeah. apparently But anyway, you think uh, the next prime minister uh, currently is Manmohan Singh, obviously for the next four years, and he happens to be the the only one after after Nehru to have done that uh, to win back to back. Do you think Gandhi, Rahul Gandhi will get his chance the next term? No, no, not the next term. I, I doubt. Well, see, if I were him, I wouldn't take it in the next term. He would be as old as Rajiv Gandhi was when he started off being a prime minister. Yeah, I think he was in his late thirties. 42 right rajiv gandhi was 42 i think when he when he uh, became the prime minister for the first time but i mean what is the hurry right maybe let's, but then let's i don't know you, looking at this guy it doesn't seem like he is uh, but he's from the family it doesn't really matter this is redundant talk don't you think <laughs> i know i know i know so let's let's move on and talk about real things 
Shusena and BJP failed big time in Maharashtra. Yes. In fact, Shusena did worse than BJP. When and this is surprising because just the last elections they they were they were runners up. We make, we can call them runners up. Yeah, exactly. They were the they were the major Muslim party. Right. Basically, okay, that is what runners up is. So and then what happens is Bartakre goes out and says that the ignorant youth in Maharashtra has caused this upon themselves by ignoring <laughs> you know Shiv Sena by not voting in for Shiv Sena. It is because of they don't the the youth today don't know what Shiv Sena has done for them earlier. That's no, why I think he should he should look into where the votes have gone yeah. because those votes apparently have gone to his good uh, nephew, right? Yeah, nephew, yeah. Nephew, exactly. right? So most of it is going to uh, junior Bal Thakre, you can say. So Bal Thakre, uh, when in his younger days, would have been what Raj Thakre is today, at least for MNS. And it has beaten Shiv Sena hands down at places like Mahim and Dadar, where you have Shiv Sena's headquarters, man. There is a big building in Dadar, right? Yeah, exactly. And the Shiv Sena building. And, and the other thing, they won 13 seats and the party is only three years old. Exactly. 13 seats is quite a big deal. You know, Shiv Sena came into power 21 years later after they uh-huh. established, after they won their first seat. So it was a big deal. And now this guy is also a, a, an alpha male, the leader, uh, Raj Thakre. He's pretty much like what, what Bal Thakre was earlier. And now I hear people saying, you know, in, the, in their minds, they say that we understand what Raj Thakre wants. We understand that he's not against North Indians. We understand that he's doing for this for the benefit of Maharashtra. We understand that. But the way he How talks... How did the Indian audience get so intelligent in, on, in the interim? On, 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 or maybe being so... I think everyone, I think everyone al- always understood it. Everyone always knew this, but nobody wanted to admit it or openly support him. Yeah, okay. but the things that he did against the North Indians still stay, right? They, they, the, the stigma, so as as that is attached on beating up taxi drivers and hospital surprises because they are not Maharashtrians. Exactly, and now you see him changing. Now you see you already see him changing a bit, saying that I am not against North Indians, hmm. but you know they got to respect uh, the culture of our state here, which which is fine in a way. So people are beginning to say that although his attitude needs to change a bit more to to really get that mass appeal. Okay. Yeah, but he's getting there already. If he's beaten Shiv Sena, then I think he's he's the strongest opposition, at least in this part of India. And uh, if it becomes the next Shiv Sena, you never know. You could have him in power, maybe not in the next, but the one after that one. Yeah, and I, in, in the interviews also now he's saying the right things. Now now he's saying now people are asking him that now you are in the in the assembly. What are you actively going to be doing? He says that we are going to be raising important points. We are going to be raising points related to power, related to land and uh, transportation infrastructure. All those things will be done by our uh, candidates. Now, let's see what actually happens. Okay, So far, it has been only talk. It has been like Obama. So, <laughs> so let's see if he actually does anything. Right? So, yes. until then, until then... Um, uh, now, talking about uh, politics here, let's talk about the politics that was involved in the Rajdhani being blocked for around seven hours by Maoist. Yes, uh, sometime in the afternoon at 2.30, some 1,500 people, if I'm not wrong, according to one newspaper, then the they intercepted 
the Delhi Bhuvaneswar Rajdhani Express, asked the driver to shut the engine, and then did everything except hurting any of the passengers. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, but I still don't understand. How do you stop a Rajdhani? I mean, the ah, Rajdhani. Good question. The Rajdhani. Rajdhani, yes, the Rajdhani big, doesn't stop. Yes. Yeah, the Rajdhani doesn't stop. I mean, it has priority over all trains. And it is a big train. I mean, you know, if you look at the Rajdhani, it's not a small thing. It's not like stopping stopping a vehicle on the road. No, actually, it didn't have any choice because uh, a tree was fell on the tracks. Ah. So you actually had to stop. Yeah, but in, in Shole back in 1981, <laughs> they had just, you know. Blasted through that, they could have done that. I don't believe while I was researching or reading this article, this thought came to my mind the scene where they blasted that the barricade, the wooden barricade. Exactly. But it doesn't. So, so what uh, what happened? Why were people doing this? Actually, I think one of the reasons is that, uh, you know, this reminds me of the movie Dark Knight. Batman was a Joker. The Joker just keeps doing some things just to remind the Batman that, you know what, look, I'm around. Oh. You give me some importance. You can't just... And you know, and the Batman, in, in this case, the Indian police or the army know that there is something called as the Maoists for a while. For some reason, they are not being termed as terrorists. And India has the muscle to put, put them out by storming or doing ABC things, which is not being done. So every once in a while, some policeman is being killed or beheaded that we read about yeah. a couple of weeks back. And these things just keep happening. And you know, in this case... They just send out a very good publicity reminder to all the people by writing stuff on the train saying that we want our man back. There is some guy called Chhatradhar Mahato who, who is part of a committee called People's Committee Against Police Atrocities. That's what Maoists call themselves, the, the committee. So it's all corporatized. <laughs> so they want him back. The, the, I, mean, I mean, the reason, part of the reason that uh, nobody is taking any actions against this is because PCAPA, which is, you know, the the, part, the the committee that you just mentioned, People's Committee Against Police Atrocity, they are political allies to Mamta Banerjee. And she realized this later. She didn't know that these guys had done this. So this goes back to your, your thinking as to why isn't anything being done. It is because politically they are part of the system. Ah, but what does the center do? Can't our home minister come in the way and take certain decisions which will override... Well, here's here's the deal, right? Here's what I think about the 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 government that we have. We've got fantastic, intelligent people heading the finance department, the external affairs. The prime minister himself is awesome, right? Well qualified for economic Definitely. things. If things have to go wrong, you want these guys to be there. Yes. But when it comes to fighting terrorism, I have not seen a pushier bunch than these guys. You you you're right. I think there should be a guy who's you know, one of those army generals. Exactly, will, that is what I was going to say. You know, they have to have some, and they re, they still refuse to send in the army. Now, the same Naxals in in Maharashtra are causing the same problem. It, right. they, you know, Bengal has been facing so much problem that businesses are now vacating that place. I think. Oh, in fact, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you a story. Uh, IBM has got its SAP consultants all over the place, right, all over India. Right. Now, in West Bengal, they have a clause in their contracts that they will not be working beyond 6 o'clock in the evening if they have to travel more than 3 kilometers. Oh. And the reason is this, obviously. See, you, you see how... how you see, there. there is an example. That is how states are... That, that is how West Bengal is losing out on business. I think after Tata, I think Wipro or one of these big IT companies also pulled out. 
they were going to build right, a campus right. there so right. that, you know it is causing economic harm and they won't send in the army now think what all things they did the government did when yasr reddy's helicopter went down andhra chief minister who just passed away his oh, that sent in some uh, two thousand 600 army personnel if i'm not wrong they pulled out all sorts of technology from the backside that we never knew india had they did they did thermal imaging of the entire 700 acres in like Ooh. no time they sent in the best people that they had so what is wrong with using all this technology against all these guys man against naxals they killed 150 odd people they killed 150 odd policemen just right. in 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 the last uh, month or so so what i mean you know if you have the technology you will do it for petty reasons when a politi- when a cm's uh, helicopter goes down it's not a petty reason but you know what i mean right try right, right. relatively when people are being killed here right do i mean come on show some balls right and get things done we know you can do it economically now get things done that that save lives real life oh yeah the the, the other problem is uh, when you listen to news now it is no more news or breaking news these kinds of things people have uh, maybe at the back of their minds it rose hota hai it's very common place yeah it's very common place and even even uh, just this morning i tweeted out saying that uh, print media should just stop writing about women getting raped women getting murdered or uh, just stop all this because you know it just brings me down in the morning and we know it is happening and nothing is being done is the same thing if every uh, second week we see either mao is doing something or the naxal uh, is killing someone but no action at the end of it and and wow. and now just just today there was a news item saying that manmohan singh is offering up a friendship uh, to to pakistan once again so to pakistan maybe uh, you know what they have the nukes it's very simple the, the country which has got nothing to lose is difficult to trust somebody like that but when it comes to home grown problems like uh, naxalites and uh, the the maoism i think there is no reason why the army cannot do what it is trained for it's just about a few documents to be signed maybe okay. it might sound very trivial yeah i mean it, it, it it's definitely more than that but it at least will you'll get get a binary yes or no decision as to whether they'll be here or not instead of anyway you're you're killing your own men every day 120 150 these are big numbers yeah exactly now people will say 50 people are dead then the argument that people will that people usually make is that those those 1500 people that you know stop the train hmm. they are also indians so you want to send indians to kill indians but that, that's not the that's no, not really the argument the world the underworld were indians in 1992 when mumbai police decided to wash them off india or mumbai most of them and i'm not talking about what religion they came from but they were all indians exactly obviously the some of them went back to karachi lahore and we don't know where they are today but the ones who were there the misguided so called youth back in 92 the average age back then was 22 23 but the the license to kill was provided there were a few casualties which were controversial but at least the underworld is not as threatening as it was back in 92 93 Yeah, something. We, I just think we need some. We need a solution. Okay, I mean this cannot go on. Something has a, a concrete action plan has to be put in place to do this. Sometimes you know the, the way Mr. Zidamram talks. Uh, initially, I used to be an admirer of how calm the guy was, but the profile that he has now doesn't merit or 
to, to him to be that calm. I think there should be a couple of lines going on his forehead while he's talking and he can't be saying we are taking action and that things are under, we will get things under control. Talk like a football coach of a losing side, that you're willing to do a few things that that's going to get you a couple of goals, so you'll have to work hard off the field too. Right, exactly, and I loved all these uh, an- analogies that you just used. Huh, by the no, way. I mean, <laughs> but, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know, and and then they always and these days, which is that special task force that saved right. the NSG, 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 yes, so NSG, right? Now every uh, yeah, every two months there is some PR release about NSG doing something. So uh, recently. NSG celebrated its 20th year or 25th year um, a, a couple of weeks back mm-hmm. and they had Shankar Mahadevan come over and uh, they had uh, a song written by Gulzar which is going to be their theme song you know so they are they are spending their energies doing all those things I mean think those things are important I'm not saying those things are not important but is it really your priority is 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 getting Shankar Mahadevan or a song uh, uh, composed for NAZ is your priority? Just think about those things. I'm not saying, you know. Right. No, I have no answer, man. I really don't have any answer. It's just about a few people having to make that very difficult call of making a decision. Yeah, but this is <laughs> the time. See, I, and I think that the dogs, uh, the stray dogs also don't like it. So, and I, isn't, isn't this the right time to take such a decision? If they want to do, because politically they are just so strong, the opposition is decimated. Nobody right. is there to say anything. You know, they have they have majority in parliament now in all these other important states. So just make this is the right time to take tough decisions. You know, I remember in Malaysia they had shown on discovery they had slaughtered twenty five thousand uh, drug addicts. Not drug addicts. I'm sorry, the guys who sell drugs to the peddlers. Right, peddlers. So in in three months time that wiped off the whole uh, ma- drug mafia industry in Malaysia because the guy out there took a call saying that it's getting too much they are selling it to kids outside schools. Yeah. And it's nowhere nowhere there. I know we cannot compare this apples oranges and all that, but there was a decision. At least we 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 might stop reading the next day in the papers how many policemen died on the front page. Yeah, that that's just sad, man. I mean, you know, when when you hear all those things, yeah. and and when you read as to how young those guys were, uh, it's just it's just very saddening. And and by the way, all, uh, my heart also goes out to people dying in the local people dying in Pakistan. Every day there are bomb blasts happening in in places like in cities, major metropolitan cities like Lahore, Karachi, Peshawar, what have you. Any major cities, people are dying left, right there. I feel very sad for general janta out there. True, true, very true. And I'm very appalled at the way, you know, I was, I was sitting in the car listening to the radio. The, the, the guy who was, uh, he just wanted to squeeze in a couple of news that had happened before he moved on to the next song. And he said, or abhi, abhi khabar aai hai ki, uh, pe itne log mare, Lahore mein, Peshawar mein do bomb blasts hai, aur abhi sunte hai, Shahrukh Khan ka kya, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, blah. Exactly. And so it's as if to say that, look, when a bomb goes off somewhere in India, it's a very sad news. But when the same thing happens somewhere in Bali or in Pakistan, it's as if, well, no big deal because it's across the border. So we've all, we'll have, we've all come down to this now. Yeah, it's just become, it's, it's become part of everyone's life. And I mean, it's not headlines also anymore. You don't even yeah. read it in papers. So, but I mean, you know, bad things overall, man. 
But it's like a time bomb, published Pakistan man. Yeah. Really. Yeah, you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Anyway. If there is anyone who's listening to us from Pakistan, I would love to know your comments, if any. Yeah, that's on true. What, what things are at ground level. Or or any Pakistani, not not just yes. from. You know, it'll be good to know about that. Uh, but let's move on. We have we have uh, dwelled quite a lot on this depressing topic. Let's move on to another fight. But in this, but this time it's a it's a healthy competition that is going on. Isro mm-hmm. and IF are fighting over who who gets the driver's seat on India's maiden space voyage, which will happen in two thousand and fifteen. Yep, that's the plan. So you know, this is uh, this must be like a school fight, right? Yeah, Ooh, that's what it looks like, right? So 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 basically, to give you a background, Isro is planning, uh, you know, India's first. India bole to desi mission everything done in india uh, hmm. manned mission into space in 2015 and traditionally uh, you know air force has been sending their pilots as astronauts outside in into the space for example this rakesh sharma guy he was he was from air force he was the first indian yeah. to go into space the squadron leader tha jab hi hua just to give you some some information on him as he was a squadron leader when he went in retired now as a wing commander and then again his backup was also ravish malhotra who didn't get any any limelight because he was his backup so uh, he also retired now he was from air force but now isro is saying that we need to send scientists up there as well yeah because we don't get a free ride any time yeah we need to they want you know what to be fair they are saying that look uh, Uh, if adequate training is given to us we can go in there too but the pilots are saying that look you need certain amount of reflexes you need certain amount of fitness which uh, your body should be able to endure yeah i guess scientist maybe might not be cut out for it is what uh, i don't know his name but one of the the top guys from air force just said made a statement on the news yeah I, you know this plane this just comes down to be an ego issue finally Isro still maintains that it should be it should get a seat. There are only two seats as of now, as per the plan right now. Mm-hmm. There will be obviously one pilot. The other guy will have some role to play. Okay. You know what? What I found was funny was that uh, the moment they announced that they are going to go out up there on, in 2015, uh, the, the Air Force guy said that we booked the two seats back then itself. So right. Now, <laughs> It's like no, remember it's, it's like or... it's like when friends go out partying who gets the front seat it's like that <laughs> I called it I called it <laughs> Shot exactly <laughs> imagine this right Neil Armstrong and Edward Aldrin up there and according to the plan it was Neil Armstrong who had to get down and he happened to be the first guy on the moon yeah. but imagine just before the first foot that was taken Aldrin changed his mind and said no you know what this is just too big a thing to allow you to go down is this crazy it's fund have happened so let's let's just see what this where this goes i don't know yeah so and just to give you some more background it takes about 3 to 4 years for the entire selection and the training process to be completed okay and then they 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 keep the final decision so they select a bunch of people and keep the final decision until at least a year before the scheduled launch okay yeah. and which could be based on a coin toss exactly and you <laughs> never know what will happen and obviously there can as as i said only two people no standing allowed uh, yeah. Yeah, so all these, exactly. all these things are happening interesting things man and because it's an historic thing this the guy who gets to go 
is going to be famous big time right and all that and plus recognition and everything obviously yeah everything everything yeah yeah so uh, let's see what happens and best of luck to all those who are applying to this astronaut program okay hope you can take all that uh, you can deal with that gravity you know, if you have enough money you can you can do it too some 20 million dollars i think virgin galactic yeah uh, yeah but then there's this small problem with that uh, that thing is that i don't have money yeah that's a very tiny tiny problem that we can deal with yeah i know and this is like i'm i'm guessing you don't need visas if you go with these guys you you know mm. it, it's free ride uh, but return ticket ka malum nahi hai so yeah that's that's there in both cases yeah that's true that's true so let's see what happens let's see uh, we'll we'll keep you posted on that until then let's talk about kapil sibil wanting to make 12th a bit more tougher to get into iit entrance exams man i guess you know what he's saying look iit is not a piece of cake all of all of your fathers and mothers who think their sons are geniuses should should not put pressure on their kids let me just make it a little more difficult so that even if there is some hope let let me just squeeze that out and not put undue pressure on the kids so that's what i think he's done yeah so uh, and and for for now even for a student to up to you know uh, appear for iit entrance he has to he should be having 60% marks okay mm. and now kapil sibel is saying that this percentage has to be increased to either 80 or 85 no but you know what recent news that is hardly about 4 or 5 hours ago from according to google news he's retracted that statement so he did yes now i <laughs> we can confirm that but this is what i read so maybe that there could have been a lot of pressure coming from folks all around the country saying that first of all the indian kids don't the the education system is such that it's difficult to get in now you're not even allowing x amount of people to write or appear for the test yeah so not, not even all the more difficult you're not even allowing uh, giving them a shot to get into it but right and i think it's wrong because i don't think it's a good move from mr sibel i scored maybe 50% in my 12th now i could turn around in two months time and study really hard and get my score and get into a good iit college and and that is yeah that that is part of it but the reason that he say his you know mr civil's reason is that it this is an attempt to ensure that students are taking entrance tests to these big schools uh, are not losing focus on their higher secondary examination for for example what is happening is the 12th exam is completely getting ignored and they just managed to squeeze by just get 60% you know ensure that and focusing completely on the entrance exam which which and these iit coaching classes are making a lot of money and all those things so oh. that is where he is coming from but my question is won't raising this this bar you know to 80% put additional pressure on students because the iit g is not going to get any more simpler exactly at the parents are not going to get any more uh, lenient they say they go iit to tumko karna hi hai and now you'll have to also score 80% yeah, so exactly. right so the kid who was who could get by you scoring 60 61 now has to freaking score 80 so i retract my earlier comments about the pressure which i didn't see this coming that <laughs> <laughs> increases the pressure yeah this this actually increases and this will also and 
this will also you know hike up the iit g ka coaching classes ka fees because now it is even more exclusive right and this thing is backfired in all possible ways <laughs> it's good no wonder he retracted his statement i think in yeah. hindsight But, you know i have got an iit joke for you man i just go ahead i scoured the internet because there were so many jokes on iit i thought let me see if there is a good one Uh, your dad, your dad is from IIT, isn't he? Yeah, he is from IIT, boy. Yeah. He would have some good stories to tell. Yes, I'm sure. One, one, such a that he said that there are two engineers talking uh, in one of the IITs, and uh, he said, "How was your day?" One, one of the engineers asked the other guy. So he said, "You know what? I was walking along yesterday, minding my own business, when a very beautiful one rode her bike, came up to me, took off all her clothes, and said, 'Take what you want.' So this engineer said, 'So what did you do?'" So I took the bike and I left. <laughs> it doesn't end there. The, the other guy said, "Okay, it's a good thing that you did because her clothes won't have probably fit you." <laughs> That's the perception of uh, the attitude around the world. Ask your dad if, if if that used to be true. But then I I just know I have got a couple of cool IIT friends and they're nowhere close to what I the jokes exactly. go around. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they are a weird lot for sure. No, they are completely and and IIT the campus itself puts you into that mind mind frame. I think you know, uh, amazing place, amazing place. Haven't been there. Ha- could not study for CBSE, so then myself a long shot. My dad discouraged me from appearing for IIT, saying that you know you will not be able to make it. Why are you making a fool of yourself? So, man, he had he had still lot of lot of hope in you because when my mom, <laughs> I tell you why because. There was a decision to be made when I was in fourth standard. When I moved to Mumbai, they had to put me either in SSE or CBSE. So this decision was very simple. When it came to my sister, they just put put her in CBSE. But for me, they said you will never be able to cope up with CBSE. <laughs> it's very difficult. So it's, and when I realized that how difficult it is, it's just that uh, what you do in twelfth, they teach you in tenth. Yeah. So yeah, it's two, two yeah. grades ahead. But if you can study, you can do it. But they just didn't take any chances. And I guess they were right because I marginally cleared. <laughs> not not in my tenth standard, but generally, I, I would. I've scored all the possible ranges of percentages. So I've scored forty-two percent. So in other words, thirty-five is other, but forty-two. You know, just yeah. you can't even call you, me an average student, below average. <laughs> and I've scored in fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. So it's like batting at number one to number eleven, like Ravi Shastri did. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, talking talking about IIT. Uh, let's talk about Narayan Murthy. Is turning into is becoming a venture capitalist now. That's good news for India because there aren't many celebrity venture capitalists in India. If you know what I mean. See, what happens generally is you earn a lot of money, but you want to do something in life that you haven't done for a long time, so you want to give it out to entrepreneurs. Yeah. But the problem is you don't know what the entrepreneurs are talking about. Yeah. So you don't know where to put that money in. So you. <laughs> So the right entrepreneurs do not end up getting the money that they want. Yeah. So we need need a few people who have worked their asses off in the industry, and who know what things will work, what won't. The exceptions are obviously Avnish Bajaj, uh, who was the founder of eBay. I'm sorry, Bazi dot com, which got sold to eBay later. Yeah, we 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 spoke to him a couple of years back. We have his uh, point blank on the Indicast. You can go check it out. I respect venture capitalists who have been entrepreneurs rather than who just directly went to become a, a venture capitalist because they had the right connects and got yes. the money. 
so so basically what he has done to turn a venture capitalist is that he has sold shares worth 180 crores and has set up a vc firm that is going to fund startups mainly in india and um, you know same gas saying that young entrepreneurs could boost and all those things but right. he's he's looking for areas of basic healthcare education and nutrition mein so ah. that, that is his focus area right now and then you know this is based, i think this is part of it is also coming from his daughter being a vc back in the us his daughter is already a vc yeah his daughter was working for a vc firm okay so yeah. working for a vc firm uh in 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 silicon valley the name is sidarian ventures um mm-hmm. she i think she just got recently married or something like that yeah there was a big wedding yeah yeah so so 8 yeah. lakh shares is what he sold and uh, has come up with that uh, amount 180 crores uh, i now, wonder what would have happened to the stocks of infosys on that day when they see a co-founder selling those many shares no it actually went up because you know we really? it, it was a good thing Oh, that's interesting, right? So, and his actual, his act—you know how much uh, shares he owns? What is the value of shares he owns in 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 forces? He's worth. I think it's little less than two billion, if I'm not wrong. I don't know billions. Uh, I'm. I'm. <laughs> uh, he has he has five twenty six crores worth of shares, uh, and and his his shares. All the uh, all the people who are listening to us from the US, UK are wondering what. What is five twenty-five crores? Give me, give me something in millions and billions that I can understand. Okay, hundred hundred crores is one billion. Now do the math. Man. Yes, there's too many yes. zeros to deal with. But, exactly. Uh, just on uh, some more trivia, Murthy family combined holds around five percent of the company with his wife owning the mm-hmm. largest chunk. Yeah, and uh, Murthy's individual holding is now worth only zero point four percent. Now that he's retired and now, yeah, he's a chief mentor. Chief mentor. Uh, so good man. I mean, he. Sh- I I really would like to see good ventures being funded. Good bold risky ventures partly uh, should be funded. We could do with some money. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that those were the topics that we had, and we have already exceeded the thirty minute limit long time back. Okay. So that's about it then from this episode of theidigast.com. Yeah, if you have anything if you want to comment on our nuxel on the nuxel problem or anything that that we might have said in this episode please log on to www.theidigast.com and uh, or you can also email us on indicast@theidigast.com. We are on Twitter. I am AC Mahatre. Abhishek is Abhishek Kumar, A B H I S H E K U M A R. Aditya already has a thousand followers. I've got uh, not even a tenth of that. So all you people out there, <laughs> show me some love. You just I'm join as, in. I'm not. Yeah, I, I know. I just joined in. I'm not as regular as you are, but I would love to have a few more followers. It's just that you know, it's it's you are the fairer one, so you get more. It's, oh, it's like when you come and touch it, then you'll get. Yeah, come on. Uh, anyway, but, anyway, yeah. so. Uh, and uh, don't forget to check out the Indica shop as well, where you can buy T-shirts and and all sorts of things with Indica's branding on it. Go wear us. <laughs> go 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 wear us. Go buy it. That's about it. We'll be soon starting an India shop, by the way. So yes. until then, bye bye. Bye bye.